The Copper America on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SUPN app gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, and its exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. Hey guys, this is your Copper America preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, simulcasting on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. That's the place you need to go to get some free plays here during these tournaments because we have two summer tournaments running simultaneously. You may also get free picks on other sports and you'll get updates from the podcast. Yesterday, there was just a one hour gap between release and the beginning of the Holland game. So we are on a hectic schedule. Hopefully, we are reducing the hecticness of that schedule now. We have got through the most difficult part, which is getting out a group show every day and the beginning of Euro 2020. So now it will be a strict every two days with a show every day over at lockbetting.com. I'll talk more about that in a second. But to get all of the updates, subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast on iTunes and follow me at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. They are over at the SGP Network. Network. That's at the at the SGP Network. We are simulcasting with this future show, and we'll be simulcasting with our next future show once the Copper America gets to the last sixteen. Now, over at LockBetting.com, that is the place where you can get all of my content. I have delivered my clients 96 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. What that means is for eight years, I have not had a single losing month. And that is fully tracked with proper spreadsheets. It's fully tracked, Transparent Profit, and we are heading towards our 97th month in a row. Despite a uh, major setback with, with Nadal in the French Open, we have recovered from that. We did land the rest of our futures, and we had the winner in the final, including 
an in-play on Novak Djokovic. So finish strong there in the French Open as we head towards Wimbledon. Had an NBA sweep last night. We are having a phenomenal NBA season. We are 100% in Major League Baseball with our one-unit plays. We're having a good season in the hockey. We had a winning UFC card at the weekend. And of course, we are covering Copa America and Euro 2020 over at LockBetting.com. So to get all of my official plays, head over to there. Head over to there. Also, if you want to get more coverage on the Copper America, there will be a show starting tomorrow called International Daily. It will be recapping the Euro 2020 games and it will be giving you leans on these Copper America games because we will not be covering the Copper here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast until we return for the knockout stages. And I'll be talking about why in a minute. So to get leans on all of those games, get International Daily over at lockbetting.com and that's where I'll be releasing all of my official plays for Euro 2020 and the Copper America. But here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, there will still be a Euro 2020 show every day. We've just put out a show covering the second half of match day one. And in a couple of days, we'll be giving out a show for match day two, covering the first six games. And in match day two, part two, covering the next six games as we head towards the midway point of the group stages. But so far, we have seen well, we would have seen everybody play. Depends when you're when you're hearing this podcast. My aim is to have this out for you Monday afternoon. So today you'll be seeing the, the, the second half of match day one. And by tomorrow, you would have seen every single team, including those teams playing in the group of death. So by the time you do get match day two, part one, you would have seen every single team play. And I'll be talking about what I think about everybody at the top of the show. But here we are going to be talking about the Copper America. And the reason I was saying that we are going to give it a break here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast after this future show and return for the final eight, that's because that's when this tournament really begins. It has a little bit of a ridiculous format. And that format wasn't reduced in any way. It was never really under consideration, despite the fact this tournament moved multiple times. And most recently, it moved away from Argentina to Brazil. There was never any talk about having the format changed. Even when Brazil were talking about not wanting to host it. Even when Brazil's top players were talking about not playing in it. Now they have been convinced to do that, We've to play in it now. We saw that last night where they played against Venezuela. This competition will still have a crazy format where... This continent with 10 teams will be split into two groups of five with the top four in each group going through to the knockout round. So we are going to just lose two teams here. 20% of the teams will be eliminated in this group stage. Despite this, these, these teams all playing four games, all of that will be to lose just one team per group. So basically, this group stage only exists for the teams to jockey position and to eliminate these two worst teams in the tournament. Now, the Copa America did reach out to the AFC representatives, Australia and Qatar, and they were due to play as guests, but they withdrew once the tournament dates changed. So, um, the knockout games, once we get to those, they will be games where it takes extra time and penalties to decide them. And uh, that will be a knockout tournament where the eight become four and the four become two. And then we'll have a final, which many people are hoping to be Brazil versus Argentina. But until then, it's not really relevant to, to anyone in terms of... Um 
in terms of how it will affect the tournament. It will be interesting, obviously, for betters because you can still bet on these games. You can bet on who wins the group. You can bet on who will be eliminated. You can bet on the individual matches. And, of course, there may be some interest in the top goal scorer because we do have some uh, a fascinating top goal scorer market here with some big names that are playing here in the Copa America. Big name attacking players, of course. You're looking at Messi. You're looking at Neymar. So a lot of people will be looking at that as um, these, these strikers should be able to rack up some goals here in the group stages and that will be something to look out for. Neymar currently leads that market. He got his first goal last night in the tournament but he was a 3-1 to favourite anyway. He's only moved ever so slightly to 11-4. to Lionel Messi is the second favourite here at 4-1. to It's 6-1 to on Luis Suarez. Lautaro Martinez of Inter Milan and Argentina is 13-2. to Gabriel Barbosa 8-1. to Edson Cavani at 11-1. to Luis Muriel 14-1. to Firmino 14-1. to Zapata 16-1. to Sergio Aguero 16 to 1, Gabriel Jesus 18 to 1, Richarlison 20 to 1, Alexis Sanchez 25 to 1 and everybody else is bigger than 33 to 1 here in this market. Uruguay are the biggest threat to your Argentina-Brazil final that everybody won. If they come out of the Group A as the winner, then they are on a collision course to play against Brazil. Now, I think Brazil, with these four home games, are a shoo-in to win their group, even if they decide to rotate their players. I still think that they'll manage to comfortably win that group. I think the other group is a lot tighter. And your Brazil-Argentina final is in jeopardy if uh, Argentina don't win the group. If Argentina don't win the group, then they will meet earlier than that. Because the second and third place teams will play off from each group in that quarterfinal stage. So if Argentina finish second... They will draw a third place team in the quarterfinal, but they will be in the half where they can face Brazil in a semi-final. So if they come second or third, they'll meet Brazil in a semi-final. And if they somehow manage to come fourth, they'll meet Brazil in a quarterfinal. So the only way Brazil and Argentina can beat a final is if both teams win their group. And as I said, the main danger I identify for that is Uruguay. I think Edson Cavani is too big here in the market. I don't have him lower down than Luis Suarez. Both have had really good seasons. Edson Cavani surprised people at Manchester United. Suarez carried Atletico Madrid to a a, a final, uh, sorry, to a La Liga title. But um, this is an aging team. And you can really say that about a lot of people. This is kind of last chance saloon. I think the main person you would uh, throw that at is Lionel Messi here at Argentina. Argentina are not going to win the World Cup in Qatar in 2020. I don't think Brazil are either, although Brazil are a lot stronger. And at least there is a, a, a plethora of talent coming through. Brazil will be a constant conveyor of talent. This is quite a golden generation for some of these teams. Look at this Uruguay team where they had this uh, attacking this attacking force up top. When you're looking at the likes of Cavani, you're looking at the likes of Suarez. You had strong midfield players coming through. Lucas Torreira is a player that's definitely re- regressed, but he was a big name at one point. And then, of course, the defence led by Diego Godin. He's now no longer an Inter Milan star and Atletico Madrid star. He's now playing his football in mid-table in Cagliari in Serie A. So this team has certainly weakened, but they can still win the group because Argentina always have uh, seem to have lackluster, lackluster performances when it comes to group stage matches and being able to get up for it. They can make little runs in tournaments, although they, they've been unsuccessful, unsuccessful in winning anything whilst they've had Lionel Messi. They got closest when they got to a Copa America final and a World 
World Cup final, losing a Copa America final on penalty shootout, and then Higuain missed the chance on the goal line that would have given Argentina the World Cup from a square ball he missed on the goal line. It would have given them the World Cup against Germany back in 2014. So that was heartbreaking stuff for Lionel Messi, and he just hasn't been able to get over the line in terms of winning this trophy. But what happens to Argentina without Messi? Are they still going to be considered to con- contenders to Brazil? It's very difficult to see them already being contenders for the next World Cup, which will surely be Messi's last. Brazil, as strong as they are, I don't see them content as contenders for that World Cup either. And you're looking at the other teams here. These Uruguay players are aging and Colombia already. They're relying on the likes of James Rodriguez, who is also a fading player. He's a player who's not even at this tournament because he didn't pass a fitness test. And when you look at where he is with his career, he's no longer a player that's playing at Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and instead has had an injury plague season all the way at mid-table Everton in the EPL. So it's it's a real down period here for South America. It almost goes... Um it almost aligns with what's happening in La Liga because when you look at La Liga, you're, La Liga, you're looking at a lot of the same names. You've got Suarez at Atletico Madrid. You've got Messi playing his football at Barcelona. You've got a lot of people the wrong side of 30 at Real Madrid. There are a lot of parallels here because as interesting as La Liga was this season and will be next season, it's difficult to see any La Liga teams really challenging for the um, Champions League anytime soon. It's exactly the same thing here with these Copa America teams, these South American teams when it comes to the next World Cup. You can make a case that that Real Madrid will find a way around it. They can constantly buy players. And you don't buy players in international football, but Brazil, I think, can find a way to to, to stay relevant. But unfortunately, I don't think Neymar essentially has turned out to be the player that a lot of people were hoping for, besides moving to Paris Saint-Germain to be the key man. He's been overshadowed by Kylian Mbappe. His performances haven't lived up to people's expectations. And while he is still the key man here for Brazil, you can't really put him in the same breath as uh, Ronaldo and Pele, although he continues to score goals constantly and move up the Brazilian goal charts and uh, could one day be the top Brazilian scorer of all time. I think that with uh, Neymar and Messi being on, on penalties and being such essential players, they are the right players here to lead this market. But as I said, Uruguay, I'm looking to, looking to as a team that will progress to at least the semi-finals and could be potential danger to your Brazil-Argentina final and could even win this group. And in order to do that, you are going to see some goals here scored by Suarez and Cavani. And I think Cavani lower down in the market is a bigger price, despite the fact that my pick to win this competition would be Brazil. And I think they're um, an all automatic shoe-in, an automatic shoe-in to win their group. We'll look at their group shortly and we'll first of all look at Group A, where Argentina are the 8-13 to favourites to win it. Uruguay, who I circled here, are at 11-4. It's 5-1 to on Chile, who are... Um, who are also a team with, with with players who are now getting the wrong side of 30. Paraguay at 16 to 1 and Bolivia at 66 to 1. Paraguay will be a difficult team here to break down in the group. So will Chile. When they play against the likes of Argentina and Uruguay, you're gonna have to see uh you're gonna have to see the the, the top the top teams break down defensive walls here and these will be difficult games. I, I see the same tactic being implemented by Bolivia but I think it'll be easier to break through against Bolivia. For me it's very very difficult to see Bolivia picking up many points here. They may play for one or two draws. Their best chance would be against Paraguay in terms of avoiding last place but in the end I think it's inevitable that Bolivia will get that last place because Paraguay are significantly better than them. Looking at the last place market here, Bolivia are the two 
five favourites to finish bottom with Paraguay at big plus money at 11 to 4, Chile 9 to 1, Uruguay 20 to 1, and the Argentinians here at 40 to 1. And um, I think it's pretty, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Bolivia will be the team finishing last place. I would be taking that selection as a parlay piece with the Brazilians to win Copa America Group B. Now, they started with a win last night, but I don't think that's going to make a significant difference to parlaying the two selections together. The movement on that selection has gone from Brazil being at 4-9 to nine to Brazil being at 2-5 to five to win Copa America Group B. The main competition there comes from Colombia, but Colombia aren't the same team here. They do have Jeremina of Everton still. That is a very, very key player. Uh, but aside from that, it's very, very difficult to pick out too many household names. And Ramadal Falcao isn't there anymore, so you don't have that that goal scoring output. There are some like unknown quality players in the and the South American teams will always do that. But there's less and less players around this competition that are applying to trade at the top clubs in Europe. There, you'll still find them here in in the French league, in the Bundesliga, um, in in Serie A, in in um, in the Premier League. Yes, of course, you'll still you'll still find these players playing. I mean, here in the competition. Just alone, you've got um, Jerry Mina, who I just mentioned. You've got um, Firmino. You've got Richarlison. So you've, you can see players just from the EPL in this tournament as well. But they're not occupying their trade at the top clubs. And they're not so much featured in the top leagues. There's definitely been a little bit of a downturn here. So Colombia will look good. They'll play nice, attractive football. They'll give Brazil a decent game. But I think they'll be the type of team that Brazil will like to play against. Because when it comes to attack versus attack... Brazil here have the better personnel and um, I don't think they're going to be essentially troubled by anybody. When you're comparing the, the two squads in terms of Brazil and Argentina and you're trying to look at the, the outright winner of a game between the two, if you do get that potential final, for me, it's got to be Brazil. Brazil, even with their, with their second team here, could end up uh, winning this tournament. That's how strong they are. The fact that you're you're seeing them here as a five to four favorite with Argentina and eleven to four second favorite. I think that would be priced up correctly had the tournament remained in Argentina. But now it's moved to Brazil and with the strength of this squad, it surprises me that it hasn't moved to odds on, especially with the Brazilian players that were looking to walk out of this tournament still remaining here. They've got an embarrassment of riches in goal when you're looking at Alisson and Edison from the Premier League competing for the shirt. Danilo of Juventus, Emerson, Thiago Silva, Ed, uh, Edar Militao, an unbelievable defence here. Uh, Marquinhos, uh, Renan Lodi of Atletico Madrid in mid field. Some of the best holding midfield players in the world in Casemiro, Fred, Fabinho. Uh, they've got Douglas Luiz of Aston Villa. And uh, up top, as usual, a, a, a load of attacking players. Vincis of Real Madrid. You've got Neymar. You've got Richarlison. You've got Gabriel Jesus. You've got Roberto Firmino. So this is a quality, quality squad. They can rotate players to easily win this group and be fresh for the second round. I cannot see past them winning the competition. As much as many people would like to see Lionel Messi win it, and this is Lionel Messi's better chance of winning something on the international stage before he leaves, I still don't think that he'll be able to overcome this Brazil team. The issue with Argentina has been what the issue has been with Argentina throughout. They've got loads of players up top and you're looking at the same type of players here, the same players primarily who have been around for most of the time that Messi's been around and in terms of helping them get there are still there and on the attacking sense. You still have a lot of support for Messi up top. Sergio Aguero is still there. You now have um, Lutaro Martinez playing up front for the um, Argentinians as well. In midfield, you still have those 
that plethora of creative players when you're looking at Angelo, Angel Carrera, uh, Leonardo Paredes, Angel Di Maria, Giovanni Lo Celso, that quality still exists there. And then suddenly you move to the back line and there's a real, real lack of quality there. Nicholas Otamendi of Benfica, who was once linked with a lot of top clubs, is still really the key defender. There's no real strength in depth when you're looking at the goalkeepers. Uh, Taglafico of Ajax stands out as possibly an, an important defender here for them. But other than that, you aren't looking at household names and you aren't looking at real quality and you aren't looking at a team that, if the potential matchup happens, that can contain the likes of Richarlison, Firmino and Neymar. So... It's going to be the same problem. Defensively, this team are weak and it's difficult to make a case for Argentina to win it. I would be fading them here. They are really only your second your second choice to do it. I don't see any kind of challenge coming from, from anybody else. They are blessed with some of the world's finest attacking talent and there is and, and defence is the only reason why Argentina aren't going to win this. But they haven't won a major tournament since 1993. Um, some of it has been misfortune. You're looking at the uh, problems that the, or the, the situation that I identified earlier in Copa America finals and World Cup finals. But um, the final hurdle will, will fail Argentina here and they may go out even earlier, of course, if they don't win this group. I think they will manage to do it. I just don't think there's any value there on that price when you can get Bolivia to finish bottom and couple that up with Brazil to win their group. And as for the outright tournament, for me, it's very, very difficult to see past Brazil. As a favourite, you're actually getting value here on the Brazilians at 5-4. to four. Argentina, 11-4. Colombia, 7-1. to one. Uruguay, 15-2. I would be looking at swapping those two around, especially with Uruguay could be coming through as a potential group winner in a much tougher group. There's really no competition for me in, in Brazil's group. So, so I think the 4-9, to nine, or which is now a 2-5, to five, I apologise, is now a 2-5 to five on Brazil is a definite shoe-in pick. Looking further down, Chile have won this before. They're 14-1. to It won't be their year. 33-1 Paraguay, 40-1 to Ecuador, 40-1 to Peru, 150-1 to Bolivia, and 150-1 to on Venezuela. A lot of these teams um, are, are going to play games against the top sides. I'm looking at your Colombia's, Uruguay's, Argentina's and uh, Brazil's and play a tactic where they're going to try and sit in and make it difficult for teams to break them down. I think the only real exception of that will be this young Ecuador team. Ecuador have been scoring a lot of goals in South American qualifying, so they may be a, 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 they may give Brazil an attack versus attack game, although Brazil just won that game recently in South American qualifying. Peru have done better in the recent years, especially in, in big competitions, doing well at the 2018 World Cup and then they of course got to the 2019 Copa America final beating Uruguay, Chile and Bolivia on the way but right now they are also struggling with World Cup qualification. So it's difficult here in terms of being chalk, in terms of not being chalky and looking outside of the top two. None of these teams are in their best moment. And one of the other things here, when you're looking at Euro 2020, you're looking at this tournament, it is the tournament that nobody really wanted to play and the organisers have kind of forced it over the line. So unfortunately, when you're watching this, you will be seeing no crowds in attendance. So there's going to be nobody there. It is going to be back to the empty stadium stuff that we familiarised ourselves throughout the season. So that's going to be unfortunate to see. Should this tournament have taken place or not remains up for debate. It probably shouldn't. And we've certainly
certainly probably shouldn't be having a, a group stage where you have five teams in each group and you're simply trying to narrow 10 down to eight. That seems unnecessary. That seems a part that I would have possibly looked at and tried to reformatize this tournament to make it conclude a bit quicker. But that is the case. And for that somewhat unnecessary part, we will be looking at all of those games exclusively at lockbetting.com. But we will be back here for the quarterfinal stages once the serious stuff starts and we'll be looking at who the eight teams are that get through. But for me, I think we will be waving goodbye to the two teams at the bottom of the market. There's a reason why Bolivia and Venezuela are 150 to one and it's very difficult to see them getting out of the group. My lock here on the show is going to be on Brazil to win the tournament. Can't see past that. It's the plus money lock. Um, aside from that, I obviously gave you my leans in terms of what to do with, with other picks why, by taking Brazil to win this group and parlaying it together with the Bolivians to finish last in the group. If you can't do that, then I would have a small play on the Brazil and Argentina parlay for them to both win the group because we all want that to happen. We want this to get to the final and that with, with Brazil and Argentina there and that would somewhat make it worthwhile to have this tournament. If you have that situation of the final in Brazil where Brazil are trying to win it in front of their, well, their fans won't be there, but trying to win it on their home soil and Lionel Messi and Argentina are trying to give him that trophy that he so desperately needs, the trophy that's eluded him. That's what we want to see. But as I reiterate, that scenario goes out of the window if Argentina don't win the group because anything other than winning the group puts that final into danger. So we will be rooting on the Argentines here. We do want to see that big conclusion to the tournament. It will make it all worthwhile. There is a scenario didn't outline here where Argentina can still be on the opposite side of the group to Brazil by finishing third. But um, obviously, when you're looking for a team to totally sandwich themselves in the position in the group, which is finishing bang in the middle, Argentina finishing third to get themselves on the other side of the draw, that's kind of difficult to navigate. So the easiest thing here to root for will be for Argentina to win it, especially if you're taking that Brazil-Argentina parlay. But for me, try to get the Brazil-Bolivia one if it's still available. And as I said, the lock here on this show will be for Brazil to win this tournament on home sir, on home soil. I cannot see past that. That's it for me and your Copper America preview. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.